Welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is the end. We're at the end of another one. My end. only friend. <laughs> the end of Beast Machines. So it's our series uh, wrap-up. Last time on Beast Machines, Optimus and Megathing fought each other for 20 minutes straight, uh, interrupted occasionally by Optimus telling Megathing to stop doing things that he's already done, and then he sacrificed himself uh, with the last creepy glue gag of the season. And on this episode, yeah, we're, we're talking about our least favorite, most favorites, everything's. Um, yeah, Paul. You've been through this before. Yeah, yeah. Paul, who is your least favorite Maximal? Well, uh, it's Optimus, but I know you're going to pick Optimus too. So I was like, eh, for the sake of variety, I'll just go with my second least favorite, who is Silverbolt. And I know you were not a Silverbolt fan of Beast Wars, but I kind of liked him then. He was not too bad back then but this time he's just this insecure twit that that can't take yes for an answer and like when he's in bird mode i guess he just walks like a pigeon well i guess he can't help it but like you even said when we first see him he looks goofy <laughs> and he does like his eyes are just he, oh yeah he's goofy <laughs> yeah that's it yeah he's got that <laughs> look every uh, time yeah. you see him in bird uh, mode just didn't care for him this time around he did i liked the idea of silver bowl of him coming back and saying you know yes i'd love to go back to the way things were but i can't because i've been to some really dark places and here's the fucked up part i kind of enjoyed it yeah he can remember being Jetstorm and liking it yeah. yeah but you nailed it best is that like he couldn't take yes for an answer eventually and black arachne gets to this point where she's like fucking christ would you get over yourself you've got you've got an entire family here who's trying to support you and all you want to do is mope about how dark you are so, yeah, he's I, I can understand that he can get annoying. Um, however, Paul, I did not pick Optimus as my least favorite Maximal. I went in a different route and chose Optimus as my most hated Maximal because <laughs> there's no way that guy ranks on a favorite scale. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. If you say you hate something, yeah, you can take that to the fucking bank, people. If John says he hates it. Whoa. <laughs> the, the list of hated Ma- Maximals or Transformers on my list is optimus primal and that's it and i think on your list <laughs> huffer's on there somewhere but fuck offer if, if you if you've listened to this show on any at, at all you you know beast machines you know why i can't stand him he's just ugh. uh let's talk about positive stuff who is your most favorite maximal uh it, it keeps getting narrower the the gap between first and second it keeps getting smaller but it's still rat trap it's three seasons of beast wars two of beast machines he's still my boy but cheetor was this close this time he, he missed it by that much uh, I, I don't know i just i like that type of character i like the character that isn't the big burly brawny warrior that can you know just beat the living shit out of everything like cyclone or ultra magnus i like the character that's like okay if i go up against this guy i'm gonna get if i try to go toe-to-toe with him i'm gonna get killed right i gotta outthink him i gotta outsmart him i gotta outskill him i gotta shoot him from two miles away with a sniper rifle that kind of thing I, I just like that character, I guess. And they really did a good job of, like, over the course of this series of 
showing us that evolution where he, for the longest time, he can't transform. Like he's always the underdog when it comes to physical ability. He can't transform for the longest time. Then he can, and he has no weapons. And that was the whole, uh, what was the weak component episode? Yeah. And, that, that but then he finally figures out, oh, I, I have a whole other skill set and it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And it's kind of what they need, right? Because none of the other ones really yeah, have. Yeah, yeah he that skill yeah he did fill a, a hole that was there in the team i do wish and i know i've just said this in the last few episodes i wish they had have paced his romance with botanic out a little better because yeah. it was when it started in the spark of darkness i was so fucking in i was like this is great this is how you should be pushing these romances because it's this is a kid show as interesting as um uh silver bolt and black arachne are it's a very adult relationship. Yeah. Botanica and Rat Trap was like two kids going, ooh, I don't like you. I don't like you. But they really do love each other. And I would have liked to see that that grow a little bit more rather than just be hammered through in Endgame Trilogy. Uh, my favorite was, I was, uh, you know, on the opposite end of the exact same spectrum as you. Cheetor was number one for me, but a close second was Rat Trap. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rat Trap was second for all the reasons I just said, and I agree with you. Cheetor came first for me just because we got to see him grow up and oh, it yeah. wasn't in that in that annoying transmetal two way they tried to force in Beast Wars although the puberty jokes were funny yeah this he actually he became the and it feels weird using this word with him but he became the rational voice of logic like he always had a really good backup plan when optimus would say the oracle has told me to stick my thumb up my <laughs> yeah. ass it's like what it kind of reminded me of is you may have forgot that episode where the oracle said optimus stick your thumb up your it was ass. totally a thing he's doing it he's actually doing it yeah. it's getting a, the oracle's getting all our friends over here. look look I, I can make this fucking do anything but no, it kind of reminds, remember Band of Brothers where that sergeant gets the battlefield uh, commission? Never saw because, it. Oh, man. And that's a whole other thing. But uh, their, their commanding officer, this lieutenant, just completely loses all focus and everything now that he's in actual combat. And the sergeant basically realizes, sir, okay, sir, you're useless. And he just takes command of the squadron and gets them out of that situation. And out of that, he gets promoted to lieutenant. Without ever going through officer training school, kind of thing. It's kind of like that. Like, like, I can, at the end of Beast maybe. Machines, I can see Chudor. I mean, he's got to become the leader of the Maximals now. So let's go to the Viacons or bad guys because it was more than just Viacons. But who was your least favorite Viacon? Uh, well, it's. I picked Obsidian and Stryka. So uh, did I. If I had to pick just one, I'd go with Stryka because they arrived really late and they spent yeah. so much of their time just standing behind computers spouting out greek letters and ordering their troops around that's, that's all they do and and they like, they walk into a lot of really fucking obvious traps the yes. the uh, obsidian letting like going over to investigate the escape pods when he could have just sent a couple drones the whole anti-gravity thing for being these like brilliant uh strategic generals that fought they, thousands of wars and won them all like all right like kicking over an anthill does not count as a war all right silverbolt like, yeah yeah <laughs> Stop praising these guys. That said, overall, the Viacons have been fairly solid this whole series. There yeah. weren't, obviously, there was nobody I hated on the level of, of Optimus, but there, were, <laughs> there weren't any Viacons who annoyed me. They were not, some of them weren't so great, but they were, they all did their, played their role very well. Well, I remember JP, I said he's the guy I love to hate. Yeah. Because he's just a 
fucking asshole. Oh, but he's he's, that's fuck. the character he's supposed to be. Yeah, right? and he was good so, at it. Yeah. Um, who was your favorite Viacon? Uh, well, over two seasons, I'm going to go with The Rust. Me because, too. Because uh, even though he has Waspinator Spark, like he seems far more intelligent than Waspina- Waspinator ever was. Like he, he doesn't speak in third person. It's like, and he, he never betrays Megatron, unlike the other generals. Like th- this guy is as close to Cyclonus, I guess, as we've seen since G1 in terms of loyalty. I mean, he's definitely not Cyclonus, but it, no, it's, that, no. it's that caliber there is, of loyalty. There's nobody else is Cyclonus. No, no, <laughs> not no. even Galvatron was Cyclonus. But I'm going to say that Thrust is, he actually does share a lot of parallels with uh, Waspinator. I don't know why emphasis that syllable, but um, <laughs> like he, Thrust was the one of the only, if not the only Viacon who like didn't get new forms or have his spark put to a new body. Okay, like even yeah, the Maximals yeah. had their, um, their upgrade at the beginning. And he was the only one who was loyal to Mega Head or Megatron or Mega Thing or Mega whatever Mega until Lackey. the very end. <laughs> uh, just like I know Waspinator lost his shit at the end of Beast Wars, but up until that point, he was the only one who never tried to. Uh, yeah, he fuck never over. really did anything to try to take over. Yeah. yeah. So I, I liked him. And and like you said, he was he wasn't just a Waspinator part two. Thrust was his own guy. He had his own personality and the voice was kind of cool. His vehicle mode and robot mode were both pretty cool. Plus, he gets yeah, the, I liked him. the shit kicked out of him all the time, just like Waspinator did, too. Exactly. The uh, I know we don't often comment on the unless, unless you're uh, uh, Frank Welker or Peter Cullen. We don't really mention voice actors. But Jim Burns, I think was his name, was the voice of Thrust. And he did a, a pretty good bad guy voice. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> Works for me, kid. Who, what was your least favorite episode? Least favorite uh, episode was, uh, well, we just did it, the, the last one. It was, it was a 22-minute fight scene, and that was just about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not really much you can say on it. Um, it exemplified how pointless Optimus is when it comes to fighting Megatron. <laughs> not much else. It ended the series poorly. That's about it. Mine, I definitely special... Uh, commendation or condemnation maybe for that episode um but uh mine was spark war part two the search because that was when optimus really started to go off the rails like changing the goalposts off the time all the time and oh it- this was the episode where he said to the other maximals oh i planned to let megatron have the oracle yeah. uh, that way i could download the thoughts from his brain which we knew wasn't the case and then later on he even changes his story again to say the oracle wanted me to download and it's a uh, fuck off and why would he believe anything that this oracle that's been tampered with I know. would or that Megatron would give him the information that was real. In the very same episode, Megatron tricks him. It's like, yeah, I know. Uh, he just, he's Optimus is the guy who walks into a rake, like steps on a rake and gets smacked in the face and goes, huh, how about that? And then does it again. <laughs> and then before he does it the third time, says, good thing I learned my lesson. Whack. <laughs> um, oh, and I will, I will actually also just give uh, another special condemnation to Basically any episode that explored Optimus's stupid, stupid monkey vision quest, because yeah. that was that was the down. Did not care for it. It was either. the lowest point of this whole series was that plot line was Optimus finding literally nothing by the end. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get positive. Uh, what was your favorite episode? Well, I went with uh, episode four of this one because I. I Kind of really focused on season two for this, but uh, in Darkest Night, that episode, the the one where Black Arachnia finally gets Silverbolt mm-hmm. back, and maybe it's just because I'm a 
hopeless romantic there i admit it <laughs> but uh but once they're back together he like shrugs her off and then she's like do you have any idea what i went through to get you back and then he's like oh hang on do you have any idea what it was like being free from my sense of honor like he remembers being jp and all the horrible shit he did he remembers liking it and yeah. that disgusts him yeah, like, which is what I was saying earlier uh, in this episode is like, that's a great setup for those two to have to deal with it. Instead, mm. they just they kept it stuck in that one position where he goes, oh, I can't accept kindness. And she goes, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is wrong with you? And he says, I can't accept kindness. And she says, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, and <laughs> yeah. it, it gets stuck there. He's damaged goods, but he, he, he and she wants to fix him, but he won't let her. Yeah. My favorite episode was Spark of Darkness, just uh, episode, yeah, episode 10 this season. It was, um, for everything I said during that episode, it was just really well-paced, well-written. There were three distinct stories that all had their own beginning, middle, and end. Um, And they were all tied together very neatly with this, the storyline of Megaspark finding a new body. And then it had a, a pretty good like it it did progress the overall story by the end that megatron's mm. back he has a new plan and this new body is going to help him out and it kind of did in a, in a way uh that they underestimated him really good episode i quite liked it oh i liked it too it was a good one definitely in my uh top 26 episodes of beast machines we said this of beast machines before that you know comparing to beast wars like there's no episode that is a nine or a ten but there's also no episode with the exception of the endgame trilogy that's lower than a four like this the overall this entire series has been like a solid four to eight maybe four to seven and a half um spark of darkness to me was like a solid eight not maybe even an eight and a half nine it was a, a really good really good show episode Mm. okay so as a little bit of an add-on let's chat a bit about beast wars versus beast machines well uh if i had to pick i I like beast wars better i mean the 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 graphics for lack of a better word weren't as good (laughs) or the animation oh god they were they 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 hurt but uh i don't know i like I just like that show. Beast Wars felt like the results of their actions had consequences. Like th- there were episodes where you realized, oh, fuck, this entire idea of we're going to fly our ship out of here and go home isn't going to work. So then we're going to get yeah. a signal. And that legitimately falls apart and steers the plot in another direction. And I liked that. It, and it also, the when when somebody in beast wars changed sides it really mattered in this it was like yeah. the whole uh, weak component thing it didn't matter to anybody that rat trap was about to give up everything to help megatron yeah well even then it was only to help him for one night just to defend him while he worked out this little problem like it's as if megatron wasn't going to kill him in the fucking more man but all that said was that rat trap has a price and if you pay him enough whatever it is maybe it's guns he will he will ally with you and it, it really cheapened him i will say this optimus primal was the weakest thing in both series oh yes i'm not a fan of that character in either one <laughs> the thing all. that beast machines could have done this is just my opinion but could have done that would have elevated a, it above beast wars was like this whole oracle thing and optimus on a vision quest to find the meaning of cybertron fuck that what they needed no, they should have looked at 
the meaning or like what it means to have a spark because yeah. they they toyed with it they teased it of with noble savage he is he can legitimately transform he has two beast modes he doesn't have a spark but he is sentient like how is that happening and then i mentioned in the in the end game trilogy when thrust dies or has a spark ripped out the the cut husk the corpse blinks for a second and then falls over dead so it it would have been really neat to just explore a spark as an identity. Is it the soul? Is it just a pre-programmed series of emotions? What exactly is it? And they never went anywhere with that. Well, no, and, and even with the Savage Noble, which I thought was an entirely not only underused but misused character. Like, 100% if you think agree. about this, like, and wasted because it's Megatron's uh, discarded beast mode, which. Because something went wrong when you get rid of it, his spark went with it. But um, once he gets the spark back, this thing is still alive. So, t- okay, we took the spark out of it, it's still alive. So, th- does that mean like it's undead? But not only that, it's 100% biological. It has no spark. They can't detect it because it doesn't have a maximal signature. Like, this should be the Viacon's worst fucking nightmare. And it, it even, like, it does show some of the bike drones, like, shaking and then running away from them. Uh, in werewolf mode, let alone dragon yeah. mode. And, yeah. But uh, they just never really went anywhere with that. And, and they could have done it in the episode where Noble dies, that he could have been the one that defeated Megatron in that episode. And the irony being that this is a thing that Megatron created on Earth to survive from all the Energon, and it comes yeah. back to defeat him. Like, yeah, the the one of the only positives I'll say of Beast Machines over Beast Wars, I mean, visuals aside, and, and we should say, like, it was the same studio, I believe, that did Beast Machines, a uh, Canadian studio. Um, yeah, if you look up they the voice actors, a lot of them are Canadian. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, you can see, if you actually go back and watch Reboot, you can see from Reboot to Beast Wars, the clear connection. But I'm, I'm going to say, like, Beast Machines was the result of, obviously, a higher budget. Oh, but, yeah. Better technology better, too. Like be, just, I was going to say better hardware. The progression software. of time, things just but, get better. But also, right? if if you get a team of people working together, and you can see it in Beast Wars as their body forms, their robot forms got more and more complex when the Transmetals and the Transmetal Twos came out. It was a team that worked together, and I think grew in talent, and that's that's a I think a very positive thing that. When Beast Machines came out, it had a clear, distinct look to it. Mm. Beast Wars is a bit of a jumbled mess when it comes to <laughs> style and design. Uh, but Beast Machines had a clear style, clear design. The Viacons had one look. The Maximals had another. It was, um, it was well done visually. Yeah. It, it, it's a good looking show for damn sure. Well, uh I think that's it, eh? <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. So the next episode is, I don't know, it's yeah, either going to be Prime <laughs> or Animated. I think the poll might be closed by now, but well, the next episode is going to be one of those two. Uh, if you can't wait to find out what the next episode is, uh, it's too late to vote, but you can go see our Twitter accounts for whatever reason you want to. I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P. McPherson 1. Yeah, I think it shows the results of polls on it there. It will. It will. Make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, which now includes G1, Beast Wars, and Beast Machines at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on Transform. See you later.
for me, kid.